Leah Cosby is on. And joining us right now here on the Rita Cosby Show to talk about lessons in leadership and working together for the greater good is Fox News TV host Brian Kilmeade. He is also the host of the great radio program, The Brian Kilmeade Show. He's the hardest working guy in media, I think, today. And he is also the acclaimed New York Times bestselling author of an incredible new book, and it's called Teddy and Booker T, How Two American Icons Blazed a Path for Racial Equality. Brian, so great to have you here on the Rita Cosby Show. Oh, Rita, always great to have, always great to be on. It's also uh, it's an honor to be in the lineup every day. So this uh, with this great team at ABC. Well, we love you, and you always hit it out of the park. And I love your books. And this is so timely. I feel like it's such an important message right now. Let's take it back first, because these two incredible men. And I think about the guts and courage of both of these guys came from such different backgrounds. Tell us about them and also why you thought it was so important to write this book now. Well, I tell you what, New Yorkers can really appreciate Teddy Roosevelt. It was the first field trip we always went to as as little kids. We went to Sagamore Hill. And then to get a chance to meet Tweed Roosevelt and the great-grandson of Teddy Roosevelt. And he helped greenlight the book. When I found out about this relationship, I thought it would be a great follow-up to uh, Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, The Battle to Save America's Soul. And they both have links to each other. And when I found out, I said, listen to a tweet. I said, am I, am, I, am I over my skis and saying these guys had a great relationship that meant so much? He goes, no, you're not. No one really has done this in the great length before. So I said, let me, let me jump into it. And tweet obviously, is old enough to remember Teddy Roosevelt's wife, Edith. She outlived him by decades. And she lived at Sagamore Hill. And that was a place that he went to as a kid so it really brought that story to life. And I did something for Fox Nation, What Made America Great. I focused on Sagamore Hill. But for Teddy, well, Booker T is another link to New York. He had a house in Northport, and that house still stands. And, you know, it still stands as how he left. It was a summer home that he had. And it's a beautiful area uh, right overlooking the sound. So these two lived in a few miles away from each other, but their links could have been further apart. Roosevelt born from generations of wealth. And then you have Booker T. Washington was actually born a slave. And I just wanted to parallel both their lives. And people might say, hey, Tay Roosevelt was so rich. How could you possibly compare his life? And he goes, I'm not. It's worse to be a slave, obviously. It was horrible to be uh, Frederick Douglass. He was born a slave, never knew his parents, never knew his birthday. But Abraham Lincoln had it as bad as you could possibly have it for a white guy. So for Tay Roosevelt, he had this thing that we always, it's underrated. He did not have health. He almost died from asthma, and then he had this cholera of the intestines where he couldn't hold on, uh, hold on to weight. He was about 80 pounds, what we would consider 11th grade. So he had a hellacious childhood with great parents and plenty of money, but they could not solve his asthma, and they could not solve his intestinal problems. He was able to grow out of it, thankfully, and he was able to turn his life around, but he had such an appreciation for self-made men. And when Booker T. Washington, born a slave, remembers the Civil War ending, and remembers the a Union soldier freeing him and going to West Virginia and working in a salt mine at 10 years old and finding a way to get his education, I thought, let me just parallel both these lives, how they coincided and how they made America better. Because they never, they never talked about personal wealth. They always talked about improving the country. And your original introduction is we really kind of need that now. 
Yeah, boy, do we ever. You know, you talk about Booker T. He becomes, right, the president of Tuskegee University in Alabama. I mean, his life is just, it's incredible. And as you talk about the incredible hurdles that TR had to overcome, how did they How did they become friends? I was reading what that, when TR was vice president, he got interested and he read a bio, right, a biography about Booker T. Same thing I read, and thanks for reading the book, uh, Rita. Uh, Up from slavery is what I read, and that's what that's actually read that five years ago. And I said, "Is this true? Could this possibly be the story?" And it's so amazing. And Teddy Roosevelt got an advanced copy. He said, "I got to meet this guy. I heard about him. I got to meet him." And they met April first in New York City, and they meet April first. And he said, "How do we work together?" And he said, "Uh, "Listen, uh, come visit Tuskegee and let's work it out. I want you to see what I'm doing at this college." And he said, "Okay," but then McKinley gets shot. He be, the vice president becomes president, and he writes a letter, and I found the letter, to Booker T. Washington saying, sorry, I have my, my regrets. I'm not going to be able to visit you because I just became president. But can you visit me? And he does. And that created controversy, a black man eating with a white man's family uh, in the White House because in the South they were not as evolved at that point as we are in the North. And it was caused controversy. And that's what everyone remembers. But the relationship never stopped. They recommended judges. We know what that's like. They recommended port masters, uh, as well as uh, postmasters and dock masters. And everybody, they, they had such respect for each other. They would help each other out, whether it was the black vote or whether it was uh, issues of the South and whether it was what this country needed. And Teddy Roosevelt, with his connections with, with uh, Andrew Carnegie, J.P. Morgan, they just had such mutual respect. And in the turn of the 20th century, it was extremely unique. Yeah, that is unique. And that's why I say the phrase courage, because it was such a courageous relationship. I want to ask you, Brian Kilmeade, as you're talking about this amazing new book of yours, Teddy and Booker T. What was it like when you saw that letter uh, to be looking at that piece of history and reading that? That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, to go to Tuskegee and once they realized I was serious and I gave them the outline of the book so they knew it was going to make uh, be accurate of who Booker T was. They opened up so much to me, and there were pictures in the, there's pictures in this book that's not been seen in maybe seventy years. Wow! Uh, but they want to make sure that his legacy is not tarnished because right now Booker T Washington in the world of history is not looked at positively because they thought he was too accommodating. What he was is practical. In the South, Jim Crow, poll taxes, um, the lynchings that took place. It was hellacious for an African American with ambition. And he wanted to prove to everybody that your your views of history and your views of race were wrong. But he didn't want to do it through protests and sit-ins and block bridges. What he did is through education. And when people saw the graduate of Tuskegee became such a great men of society, what great teachers they became, what great business people they were, they realized that what their parents thought about race relations was just wrong. And to go ahead and see these letters and see what Booker T thought. And it's not really hard because he wrote a lot of, he wrote a lot of magazine articles. He wrote a lot of books and he just kept talking about the, uh, the, the country and how to bring it together. Read something else that he did in the South. He talked to black and white audiences at the same time. Wow. Think about how hard that was to say a message that would resonate with both. And he took it on. He's like, listen, I know where we've been. Just let me just, just watch us. You give us an opportunity we will show you what we can do for this country. And, and, that, and that attitude resonated with both sides. Game on. We, want, we just want an opportunity. We don't want outcomes. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. That's amazing. And I just think about what an inspiration and so far ahead of their time and to really take those steps necessary, not just for that moment, but for history. Brian, you have so many great quotes um, from people in the book. You brought up our dear friend Tweed Roosevelt, who we both love. And one of the quotes that Tweed gave you for the book, I saw it says, it calls it a roadmap for the possibilities of political discourse in our tumultuous times. And Brian Tweed, of course, is the chairman of the Roosevelt School at the awesome Long Island University. He's also the great-grandson of Theodore Roosevelt. And I know you have a big event there um, tied with the beautiful Roosevelt School there at LIU. By the way, everybody can find out about it. It's this Thursday, and there's a reception, and then there's the program at 7 o'clock is the program, and they can find out by going to community.liu.edu forward slash Brian Kilmeade if they want to sign up. But Tweet's message is so timely because right now I think about how divided the world is. Yeah, I mean, he just said these two people in a time in which say, you know, we're fresh off the Civil War managed to look at their past and just say, listen, Teddy Roosevelt's mom was from the South. Her two brothers fought in the Civil War. They were Teddy Roosevelt's uncles, but they fought for the South. Think about at the dinner table what they were saying about blacks and whites and just because that's how she grew up. And he was able to see through it and say, well, that was then. This is now. Now, he said some things, as, as Tweed would say, that shows he had blind spots for the racist. And sometimes he would say different things in the South than he would in the North. I, but he was still, just so did Lincoln, said some things that showed he had some blind spots. But there were people of their times. But they worked together and saw just two men who wanted to bring this country better. And I'll tell you, they also, when Booker T. Washington was offered a lot of money to go retire, to live in the North, he goes, no, I have a mission in the South. And when Teddy Roosevelt, you know, was offered a, uh, to, to stay and become Secretary of the Navy, he said, no, I'm going to go fight in this war. Because they were all about the country. I think we got to get back to that. Think about the country first. You got to understand how lucky we ought to be here. Not because the country's perfect. Compare it. Go travel. If you if you want to go travel and find out how great we are, just go travel around to these different countries, not just the communist countries, even the democracies, and talk about the opportunity that that uh, that America gives you. And just know we don't have guaranteed outcomes. We have guaranteed opportunity, and that's what these guys wanted. And they wanted to equal the playing field because they knew the country could not exist divided. That's why I'm convinced that we're going to come together again big time. Because I think the, 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 the consternation of 2020 has really subsided in so many ways in 2024. And we just probably don't realize it. But I think people are coming together big time. you know. And to see Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman on the stage and reject all sense of race and division. They're like, no, these are two great musicians speaking a great song. And I think that's what we're getting back to that. Yeah, I hope so. For the good of the country and the good of just all of us, too, because at the end of the day, we are all Americans. What a great message. And I love that you spotlighted this incredible relationship that I think a lot of people did not know much about. 
these two icons who truly, I think, embody the best of America. I love the book, my friend. Again, it's called Teddy and Booker T, How Two American Icons Blazed a Path for Racial Equality. Again, you could also hear Brian and you can see him in person. Brian is so much fun, by the way, you can tell. He is so great and you can talk about so many different topics, but we'll be spotlighting this book again with the great grandson of Theodore Roosevelt Tweed this Thursday, and I love it at uh, LIU. Again, you can go to community.liu.edu forward slash Brian Kilmeade. And also you have appearances all over the country. You are the busiest man I know, and I'm so proud of you, my friend. All right, back at you. Uh, Thanks so much, Rita. Have a great night and have a great show. Thanks so much, Brian. Uh, Really awesome and timely story.